0: Welcome back, everybody. This is Rick Pettigrew to give you a sneak peek at our top news stories from this past week of Archaeologica. Send us feedback on the Archaeology Channel Facebook page or post a message on our social networking site, Archaeoseq. A statue of the Buddha surprisingly emerged from an excavation in an ancient Egyptian Red Sea port. An American military hospital and cemetery have turned up in a submerged context near Key West, Florida. Israeli researchers have created an AI application that translates ancient cuneiform texts, which are far too numerous for archaeologists to translate by themselves anytime soon. And stone tools from a 150,000-year-old site in Senegal, West Africa, reveal a long span of cultural and environmental stability. Thanks to everyone for supporting our subscription platform, Heritage Broadcasting Service, available at heritagetac.org. We now have hundreds of titles you can binge upon on Roku. Please help us spread the word. Again, that link is heritagetac.org. Our tour program, TAC Tours, will continue this year, including a tour of megalithic sites in Ireland in September. The link to our tour program is at archaeologychannel.org tours. And now, here's Laura Kennedy with the audio news from Archaeologica. We hope you find this to be a valuable part of your day.
1: Welcome to the audio news from Archaeologica. I'm Laura Kennedy, and these are the headlines in archaeological and historical news for the week of April 30th through May 6th, 2023. We open this week in Egypt, where the discovery of an ancient statue has shed new light on intercontinental trade in the Roman world. As reported by the Smithsonian Magazine, archaeologists have excavated a two-foot-tall Buddha statue in the Egyptian port city of Berenike, situated near the Red Sea. The statue, crafted from Mediterranean marble, is the first ancient Buddha found west of Afghanistan, Based on stylistic details, the researchers believe it was crafted in Alexandria during the 2nd century AD. Founded in the 3rd century BC, Berenike eventually became one of the largest ports in Roman Egypt. Goods such as ivory, textiles, and semi-precious metals passed through the city until it was eventually abandoned around the 6th century AD. Recent excavations at Berenike have revealed other items that also evoke the region's cultural mix. They include an inscription in Sanskrit dating to the reign of Emperor Marcus Julius Philippus, known as Philip the Arab, who lived between A.D. 204 and 249, and coins from the Indian kingdom of Satavahana between the 2nd century B.C. and the 3rd century A.D. Such finds are part of a growing body of evidence that shows just how interconnected the Roman Empire was to the broader Eurasian world, and India in particular. They also help shed light on the unique role played by Egypt, which was a hub of trade and cultural exchange linking much of the Old World. The Berenike excavations are a joint effort between American and Polish researchers. Stephen Sidebottom, a historian at the University of Delaware, is the director of the American team, while the Polish team is led by Mariusz Gwajda, an archaeologist at the University of Warsaw. Our second story comes from South Florida, where divers have found the submerged remains of a hospital and cemetery near Key West. Both facilities were initially built on small islands before becoming submerged over time. This work was done with the assistance of archaeologists from the National Park Service's Submerged Resources Center, the Southeast Archaeologist Center, and graduate students from the University of Miami, and the Park Service released the findings this week. Our story comes from the Lexington Herald-Leader. The cemetery, uncovered in a survey that began in August 2022, has been identified by archaeologists as the Fort Jefferson Post Cemetery, Historical records indicate that dozens of people, mostly U.S. soldiers stationed at Fort Jefferson, are likely buried at the cemetery. Only one grave has been identified. A headstone in the underwater cemetery bears the name of John Greer, who died while working at Fort Jefferson on November 5, 1861. The details surrounding Greer's death are unclear, but his grave was prominently marked with a large slab of greywacky, the same material used to construct nearby Fort Jefferson. According to the Park Service findings, Fort Jefferson was known primarily for its use as a military prison during the American Civil War, but the islands and waters surrounding the fort were also used for naval coal refueling, lighthouse stations, naval hospitals, quarantine facilities, and for safe harbors and military training. This meant that the population at the fort and surrounding islands swelled with soldiers, prisoners, enslaved people, engineers, and support staff, as well as their families. This increased the risk of the spread of disease, especially yellow fever. Dozens died from the disease throughout the 19th century. The military eventually left the fort in 1873, but according to the National Park Service, The U.S. Marine Hospital Service reoccupied it between 1890 and 1900 for use as a quarantine hospital. Our next story brings us to Israel, where researchers at Tel Aviv University and Ariel University have developed an artificial intelligence model that can translate cuneiform inscriptions of ancient Akkadian text into English. Experts in Near Eastern languages and history have spent years studying and translating hundreds of thousands of cuneiform tablets that survived from ancient Mesopotamian societies such as Assyria, Babylon, and Sumeria. Many of these cuneiform tablets date back as far as 5,000 years ago. Despite their antiquity, the quantity of text is daunting relative to the number of people with the skills to translate them. To address this issue, Shai Gordin of Ariel University and colleagues have developed a new machine learning model. Two versions of the model were trained, one that translates Akkadian from representations of cuneiform signs in Latin script, and another that translates from Unicode representations of the script. The first version, the one using Latin transliteration, gave better results in this study, achieving a score of 37.47 on a scale from 1 to 100 in the Best Bilingual Evaluation under Study 4, a test of the level of correspondence between machine and human translation of the same text. The program is most effective when translating sentences of 118 or fewer characters. In some of the sentences, the program produced output that was syntactically correct in English, but not accurate to the Akkadian meaning. In most cases, however, the translation would be usable as a first pass at the text. The authors propose that machine translation can be used as part of a human-machine collaboration in which human scholars correct and refine the model's output. The study, reported in Archeo News, is published in the journal PNAS. Our final story this week takes us to Senegal, West Africa, where a new study of tools in the region reveals technological continuity spanning roughly 140,000 years and offers insights into the ecological stability of the region. As reported by phys.org, a study led by scientists from the Max Planck Institute of Geoanthropology, Sheikh Anta Diop University of Dakar, University of Sheffield, and University of South Florida, extends the time frame in which Middle Stone Age toolkits are known from West Africa to 150,000 years ago. The findings are based on excavations from the site of Barney 1, south of Dakar, Senegal, near the coast. According to Chris Kiatapes of the University of South Florida, the discovery of mangrove and brackish wetland plant microfossils at the site indicates that the site was located near an estuary and demonstrates how important these habitats are to humans past and present. As indicated by archaeologist Dr. Jim Bob Blinkhorn, this evidence suggests that stable environmental and demographic conditions persisted during this period of human habitation in West Africa, contrasting with evidence of more environmental turbulence elsewhere on the continent. The study highlights long-term durability of core elements of Middle Stone Age toolkits in West Africa and stresses the lack of evidence for the creation of specialized technological developments elsewhere. According to Dr. Katie Yang, lead author of the study, The stone tool assemblage, dating from 150,000 years ago, shows classic features of the Middle Stone Age, such as the use of small, retouched flake tools rather than larger implements. Niang attests that the chronology of the West African Middle Stone Age has only recently begun to come into focus. However, the early stages remain poorly evidenced. The assemblage from Barney I is closely comparable to those of a similar age from across the continent and is the first site from West Africa dating to the Middle Pleistocene, prior to the beginning of considerable technological regionalization elsewhere in Africa. The study is published in the journal Nature. That wraps up the news for this week. For more stories and daily news updates, visit Archaeologica on the World Wide Web at archaeologica.org, where all the news is history. Also, be sure to check out our new subscription platform, Heritage Broadcasting Service, at heritagetac.org. I'm Laura Kennedy, and I'll see you next week.
0: This has been the Audio News from Archaeologica, presented by the Archaeology Channel. Be sure to check back with us next week for our next edition. You can spread the word about the Audio News by clicking on the Share This link on our Audio News webpage, or just by telling your friends. Thanks very much for stopping by.